You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. Hi, everyone. Again, this is Art with Are You Happy? And today we got a special guest, Scott Morris. Scott, how's it going? It's going good, Art. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Scott. Scott, um, uh, perhaps you've seen some of our past episodes of our podcast. Um, uh, normally, as as you as you saw on the previous podcast, we want to um, bring forth some of your professional and passions uh, away with us today. So walk us through who is Scott Morris, what is he best at, and what does he enjoy the most doing? (laughs) So uh, by night, I'm a superhero, but by day, I am the chief sales and marketing officer for a company called Lucky Duck Games. Uh, I have the best job in the world. I get to make board games, so tabletop games. And uh, it's phenomenal. It's one of the few things in life that is a job where you actually get to see the fruits of your labor and see people enjoying all the things that you make and and, and the experiences that they have. Uh, That for me, that's the thing I'm actually the most passionate about in life. I try to make everything a positive experience. I want people to have good interactions and like your podcast and like what you guys do. I am happy and I want other people to be happy. So. That's awesome. That's very well put. Um, How did you start? How did this become your profession? Uh, Well, I went to Harvard for board games. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It's uh, yeah. (laughs) board, Board gaming is an interesting world. Not many people go to college or go to university for board games. Uh, For me, I actually retired and I used to work in tech. And then uh, after a few months being retired, I met someone in the industry and kind of one conversation led to another. And I was like, yeah, you know, this is this is a really fun industry. This is a really cool thing. And I've always peripherally been around it. Uh, And one conversation led to another and uh, joined the industry. I've been in the industry now for over 10 years and it is just absolutely fabulous. Um, My company right now, Lucky Duck Games, we do stuff that's a little unique and a little different. So we make board games, but our board games are what we call digital hybrid, and they interact with devices. So we have one of our most famous games, which actually just got put into Target recently, is a game called Chronicles of Crime. And you're a detective and you're discovering different locations and different items, but you're using your digital device, either your phone or a tablet, to interact with them. And the really fun part about that is you might play a game where one card, a person is a witness to the crime. And then another game, that same card is actually the criminal. So it's something that can be adapted really dynamically, which is really, really fun. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Scott, I have to ask, what is your favorite board game? Ah, my favorite board game, ironically, as much as I love the games that we make, I have to give shout out to some friends of mine. There is a game called Too Many Bones, which is very hard to find. Um, it's not uh, not readily available very easily, but if you can find it, it's super fun. It's kind of a combination between a role-playing game and a board game. Uh, it's made by a company called Chip Theory Games. Josh and Adam Carlson are the owners of that company and they're friends of mine. And they just, they've made a fabulous experience with that game. So if I was stuck on an island and I only had one thing to play for the rest of my life, that's probably what I would take with me. (laughs) That is awesome, Scott. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, um, Obviously, this is the Are You Happy podcast. 
And the things that we love to hear is uh, asking people if they are happy. So Scott, are you happy? I am. And I really don't have any right to be, <laughs> which may sound really odd and really funny. But um, yeah, when I when I think back, I just turned 50 a couple of weeks ago, maybe about two and a half, three weeks ago. And obviously, when you hit that point in your life, you tend to kind of look backwards and you know see where you've been and see what you accomplished and, and kind of where you're maybe moving forward for the next part of your life. And it was really funny. My wife and I, we've been married for 20 years this year, and we were talking about it. Um, about six years ago, my wife was in a horrific car accident. Uh, it really, it's something she should not have walked away from at all. Uh, she was in stopped traffic and got hit by a semi truck doing 55 miles an hour, plowed through her, plowed through 10 other cars. There was like 30 cars in total that were involved. I mean, it was just a really, really bad accident. Uh, and, you know, we're mid forties, like, you know, mid early mid forties and we're enjoying our life. Our kids are grown. They're doing really good things. And then all of a sudden this kind of massive tragedy hit. And at the time it was super unbelievably hard, like just backbreaking, soul crushing hard. And over time, over the last six years, kind of recovering, we've started to realize really what's most important to us and what makes us tick. And my wife and I are very blessed in that we're best friends. Like if there's, if I'm stuck on that island with too many bones, I want her with me and I want to play that game with her, right? And hopefully she says the same thing. I think she would, but um, it's really kind of put us into perspective of what's the most important things in life. And obviously, like I mentioned, having a job that, you know, focuses on happiness and focuses on bringing smiles to people's faces and entertainment all of that kind of came together to kind of help push us through that time and, and get over that hump. We're still obviously struggling with it. I'm a big believer. And, and this incident has taught me more than anything that everybody is struggling with some type of tragedy. But even if you have tragedy in your life, there's still happiness that you can enjoy. There's still company of people you can be around and get valuable time with them. There's things that you can do on your own. Um, to be happy and, and be just content with who you are. And that's not easy. And I know it's super simple in like a five minute soundbite to say, yeah, life was terrible. And then life got better and everything's great. Um, mm -hmm. As I say, the, the story is much longer for a taller drink. <laughs> um, but mm -hmm. overall, uh, I am very happy where I am right now. I'm extremely happy with life in general, even amidst all the chaos of the world and the calamity of the world. So I, I am very happy. Scott, first off, I'm sorry to hear about that. Thank Obviously, um, that is something that remains with us for a long time. Yes. I'm glad to hear, though, that uh, that all worked out at the end and you guys get to enjoy life together. So yep. um, that being said, um, I think, I think um, like yin and yang, every, every bad thing has a good part in it. So the good part here, I would say, um, if I may would be the fact that she is still with us and yeah. you guys get to enjoy life together. I made a that comment is. to her a couple of weeks ago, right before my birthday. And she was asking me kind of what I wanted to do. And I'm not really a big birthday person. I tend to just kind of, you know, another day, another mm -hmm. dollar kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I said to her, I said, you know, at the end of the day, I would rather do nothing with you than something without you. And, and that really kind of Aww. summed up where we are in our relationship, which was great. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome. That's very, 
that's very inspiring. Awesome. Scott, I would say. What would you say to someone that is struggling with happiness? That's a great question. Um, I struggled a lot through that time. I still struggle. You know, um, you, you made the comment about in the end, it, it, it's really not the end, right? Like we're really, it, it's a daily continuous thing. Um, if you met my wife right now, you'd have no idea that she was in this terrible accident. Uh, if you met her six years ago, you'd be like, oh my goodness, you've made you know so much progress and so much, so much stuff. It's awesome. Um, it's very tough. I remember when uh, we went to our first neurology meeting and we were walking out, the neurologist kind of directed my wife to the front desk to make some future appointments. And he grabbed me by the arm and he pulled me back and he said, hey, I, I need to talk to you for a second. And I was like, OK. And he goes, I don't know how to say this to you. It's going to scare you. He goes, so just prepare yourself a little bit here. He goes, your wife has suffered a traumatic brain injury. And these things can completely rewire the person. I need you to pay attention to everything. I need you to pay attention to the candy she eats, to the meals she preps, to the movies she watches, to the songs that she listens to, to what time she brushes her teeth in the morning. Like every single detail is going to matter as to what and how this has affected her brain. And I remember kind of absorbing that and looking at him and saying, are you telling me like my wife's likes and dislikes could have been completely remapped? And he's like, yes. And then it hit me and I looked at him. And I said, are you telling me she might not love me anymore? And he goes, yes. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I remember, I remember walking away from that and, and I couldn't, you know, turn around and tell my wife immediately, Oh yeah, this is what the doc wanted to talk about. Right. It was a really tough situation. And for a long time, I felt really alone and it was tough because I had friends and I had colleagues and people that I interacted with all the time. But it's not very easy to open up about tragedy, whether it's life changing huge or whether it's simple and, and easy to talk about. Sometimes it's just hard to find the time and find the person and find the right moment. Um, and I struggled probably probably for almost four or five years. I struggled until just recently. Um, and for me, one of the things that really kind of helped break me out of that cycle of I'm alone while I'm around people, which is really tough. It was just breaking down my own barrier and starting to trust people. And I, I actually watched a podcast and the person, it was a Ted talk and they had made a comment about sometimes you just need to trust a stranger. And mm -hmm. I loved it. I thought it was fabulous. And I walked away from that and I was like, you know what? I do. Like, I just sometimes need to sit down and find someone that I can trust in. And uh, that's a lot. Again, that's a lot easier said than done. Um, but it's something that I, I truly believe every day we have a choice, right? We wake up and we have a choice to be grumpy about going to work or happy about going to work. Or we can be angry about waking up so early or we can wake up and say, wow, I have so much time in the day. And it's just kind of a mentality for me that I've developed over the last couple of years that having faced something so hard, I feel as though I can get through. And I, I, I remember making a joke to one of my friends. I said, you know, there's an old phrase that God won't give you more than you can handle. And I said, apparently he thinks very highly of my wife and I, so he's given us a lot. <laughs> so we, we tend to use that as a rock to kind of push through on stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, I mean, uh, the whole, the whole story that you just told to me, to us, actually is very inspiring very tragic um, but very happy that in the end 
things got back together. Yeah. And uh, you get to still enjoy your life together with uh, your wife that uh, I, and I can sense the love that you have for each other from, from miles away. I have to say, because I'm in Europe as, as a matter of fact. So um, I'm very glad and I'm very happy for you guys. That's awesome. I really am. I wanted to touch base a bit um, uh, about the company. Again, sure. um, it started off how many years ago? Uh, so Lucky Duck Games started five years ago. Um, we started actually, our CEO and founder uh, comes from the app world and app development, hence mm -hmm. why a lot of our games have that digital hybrid connection and everything. Mm -hmm. um, we made a couple of board games at the start, and uh, they were kind of, you know, launching games, so to speak. Uh, and then we made Chronicles of Crime in uh, late 2017, early 2018, and just kind of took the, the board game industry by storm. Uh, we've sold over a million units in five years, which is amazing when you take a step back and you look at the industry as a whole. And there's some sometimes the life cycle of a game can be 5000 units or less. So mm -hmm. selling a million copies is pretty amazing. Um, like I mentioned, we just got a, that got that title Chronicles of Crime placed in Target. So we've kind of made it now kind of full circle to where, you know, we've been a small startup company to now we have 63 employees. Uh, we're a global company. We're actually the home base is in Warsaw and Krakow, Poland. Uh, and then oh. we have offices in Italy and in France and then in the U.S. Uh, we're very multinational, very diverse company of people. And it's one of the things that I absolutely love. Um, it's not, you know, one point of view or, or one direction. We have, we have a lot of voices and a lot of people that care, which help make our games, I think, really approachable to all gamers everywhere, which is really fun. That's awesome. Um, I want to know personally, but I think our audience would love to know as well. How easy is to get one of your board games? Where can uh, it's very easy, actually. Um, so like I mentioned, uh, if you're in North America, Target carries some of our games. Um, mm -hmm. Anything that uh, so there's a, an acronym in the industry called FLGS, which is your friendly local game store. Um, so if you have a, a local board game store, they will more than likely carry our games. Uh, like I mentioned, we're a worldwide company, so we have you know, copies all over and translated copies as well. We make our games in Polish, Italian, Spanish, German, all different languages. Um, mm -hmm. The easiest way, though, is to go to our website, which is just luckyduckgames.com. Uh, and you can order directly on there. You can also find a store locator on there to find all the retail stores that carry our products. So we try to make mm -hmm. it as easy as possible for people to have fun. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Scott, for sharing. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, for sharing in 10 minutes quite a few bits of uh, of your experiences both professionally and personally um uh, this is what we are all about here at are you happy uh, both with our show on tiktok but also our podcast we want to hear authentic stories like yours that you just told us um for the last 15 minutes almost i love um, what like you to guys thank are you. doing Absolutely love what you're doing. The world needs more kindness and the world needs more happiness. So sharing stories is like this that can help motivate people. Even if it's just one person that says, hey, that person got through that. I can get through this too. Like that. That's beautiful to me. So I love it. <laughs>